Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie Anderson, president and CEO of the New Jersey Redevelopment Authority. I cannot even begin to tell you how excited I am today for this episode of the Mind Your Business podcast series. I am joined today, and I, and I have to just say full disclosure, by my friend, by my family, Randy Pitts, who is the, um, he's saying he's the curator at Evolve Clothing Gallery. Let me tell you what he is. He is phenomenal. And, and I want to give full disclosure because we're probably going to get a little personal. I have known Randy since I was about 14 years old and his business was being a DJ. And I have to tell this cute little story. I hope my staff doesn't mind, but I have to tell this story. Um, we were uh, seniors in high school and we wanted to have the best parties uh, in the school at Plainfield High School. I have to shout out Plainfield. So we uh, went to Randy, uh, my friends, uh, Valerie Brown Day now and Iris Folk went to Randy with a contract. And at 17 years old, we had him under contract so that he could not work any other classes parties. He could only DJ at our party so we could have the best parties because he was the best DJ. So that was the beginning, right? And then I also want to say that Big Sounds, uh, and Randy, yes, I'm dating both of us, was the place to be. Uh, they do post pictures of Big Sounds on uh, Facebook in the I Grew Up in Plainfield group because it was the spot. It was the place to be. So I'm going to be quiet for just a few seconds because I can't contain my excitement. But but tell me about where you are now. I, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't say it, but the location of your business now. And then we'll get a little into um, how we evolved because today we're talking about with small businesses, the power of the pivot. So go my friend. Thank you. Leslie, you know I love you. Um, we, <laughs> my store is now located, it started out in Plainfield, but we're now here in Somerville, New Jersey. Uh, so shout outs to both Plainfield and Somerville, um, which it's given me opportunity to grow my business and expand. So, so this is what I'm going to say to you. Because of what we're doing, say exactly where it is in Somerville and exactly what you're doing at Evolve Clothing Gallery. Ah, yeah. well, I'll try to give you a quick history. Um, we had three music stores. The first one started out in Plainfield. Second one was New Brunswick. Third one was here in Somerville. Um, again, they were music. We were went. We go back as far as albums. <laughs> all the whole transition of uh, just that whole experience you used to have when buying music. You'd mm -hmm. go into a music shop, see what was late, the latest thing out from the groups you loved, or be even turned on to what's new, something exciting, what's going on in the industry, meeting your favorite artists. They'd come to the stores, sign autographs. You know, it was such an experience back then that you don't have now because we really don't have music stores anymore. Yeah. You know, everything's this. You know, so you're not going to meet your favorite artist and sign autographs mm -hmm. on this. That mm -hmm. just doesn't happen anymore. Or the artwork that went into the album covers. Right. All gone. And I feel so sorry for those youngins <laughs> that, <laughs> that can't experience that. It, it was, I mean, right. vinyl is coming back. Well, it's back to those that in the know, but just going and shopping music was so exciting mm -hmm. but to the transitions of the album well actually i didn't sell eight tracks i won't go back that far <laughs> but the, the albums to the cassettes to the cds um to downloading and now streaming um being a music store we had to evolve so mm -hmm. speaking of pivoting um the store in Somerville was the only one that I could really, I saw a niche that wasn't being met. And that was a, a clothing boutique. Um, yeah, we had a couple of clothing stores here that uh, suits and things that kind of came in, and closed. But uh, we had a mall that opened up uh, the next town over, a huge mall, and it was killing the downtown. So it kind of opened up a new world for me instead of going to the mall and getting, you know, the regular mall brands that you would find, 
we say here, I wanted to bring Soho to Somerville. Mm -hmm. So we bought, instead of going to New York to shop for fashion, I bought it all here. And it's amazing because now with all the, uh, the progress and the change here in Somerville, um, yes. and you know, everyone moving out of New York City, and with the train line, they're coming here. So we set ourselves way ahead of that curve with the New Yorkers now moving into Somerville, and they walk in here, and they're like, wow, well, I'm at home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I've been to the store. I, I love everything that's in there. I, I, I'm not truly a fashionista. You know, sometimes I am, but most of the times I love a hoodie and a pair of uh, stretch pants, particularly um, in the pandemic. But I want to talk a little bit about how prepared you were for this because of your education yes, and how you, you graduated from, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Parsons school of design, am I correct? No, I'm wrong. No. I, well, I did, there's, there's a, another influencer designer and who, who like myself went to Parsons, Jeff Staple, mm -hmm. who owns mm -hmm. a brand called Staple. And he's a big, big influencer always been, you know, he's had riots over a sneaker he created in New York City. Um, he's also a Parsons dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Same school, but sometimes, hey, when you're motivated and, and know the right people, you can get very far in life. So yes. don't put yourself out just because you didn't graduate college, but please graduate college and go on. Go get your master's, your doctorates, just keep it going. I mean, if I could go to school now and just continue my education over, I would never stop. I'm always looking to learn, always. I, I'm always online, listening to podcasts, any information I can take in to make myself better, I'm doing it. But cool. going back to Parsons, um, I went for photography and fashion business. I worked for Starlog Publications uh, in Manhattan. I was very fortunate um, to shoot with, I know no one will, will remember uh, Billboard magazine, but they're still mm -hmm. out there. They were the Bible of the music industry. And then you had Rolling Stone magazine uh, with Annie Leibovitz. Mm -hmm. One day I'm out there shooting Whitney Houston at Radio City Music Hall, who's next to me. And I'm, I'm a young kid, you know, just, just getting my feet dirty in, in the industry as a photographer. But my name was on the masthead, and I've done covers of magazines. So I'm, we're shooting Whitney, who's next to me, with, uh, Annie Leibovitz, Chuck Pullen from Billboard. And I'm this kid in the pit. And there was another photographer to my left from the UK. And she's trying to nudge me out of the way because it's all about position in the photographer's pit. And I got there early, so I had a, I was right there. So she's kind of nudging me out the way, you know, kid, get out of the way, get out of the way, move over, move over. Annie Leibovitz tells her to back off. Yes. Leave the kid alone. I was like, what? You know, and that's when I met Annie. She wouldn't know who I was now. <laughs> you know, she's huge, you know, as far as photographers go. She's a master. But to have her do something like that for me, I was like, I don't need school anymore. <laughs> I'm shooting with the people I want to shoot with. I'm done. <laughs> but but there, there's a couple of lessons here that I, I do want to pull out. Yes. One, um, and, and we're finding this with young people now. You know that in the past, I worked with Outreach and New Horizons College Club, helping kids go to college. Mm -hmm. And as I wrapped up my time there, one of the things that I really wanted young people to have is a plan. Right. So the plan might not be college, but it's a plan. It's, it's a plan of action of how you're going to move through life and sustain and grow yourself and your own personal brand. And I must say, Randy, that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. Right. There, there is no degree and, and don't stop the taping that you could have earned that could have positioned you for where you are right now. There is it. There is yeah. not. A degree. Now, there's a, there there's there are theories of business. There there are different things, but when we put you down on paper and we look at where you are, it's not necessarily the college degree that helped you arrive here. 
but it is in fact the street knowledge exactly. and with a plan yeah. right what one of the things that i want to say and and you know i full disclosure i said we're friends is that your sustainability as a business most record stores and, and i'm you know i'm saying rucker store but most <laughs> records that's an inside joke if you're a Prince fan. Most record stores closed. Yes. Yep. Even the big giant record stores closed, right? They don't exist anymore. And you evolved into this um, designer type boutique mm -hmm. in New Jersey. And, and I listen, capitalizing on the fact, and you didn't know it at the time, but, but you positioned yourself to take advantage of the fruits of Somerville's redevelopment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I didn't know it at the time, but I love this town. Love Somerville. I put a lot of time into this town, several committees, uh, always looking to participate or even help out every merchant in town. I've been here now since 94. So 27, around 27 years we're going on mm -hmm. and still going. <clears throat> and to do what we've done here is uh, not patting myself on the back, but no one would ever think it could be done to have one of the, especially in the industry. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll back this up with some facts. Um, in the industry, we are the go-to store in New Jersey. R Russell Westbrook, who now plays for the Lakers, yeah. has a brand called Honor the Gift. Mm-hmm. We are the only store in Jersey with it. Russell himself picked out this store to carry the brand. We are the only store, one of the big, biggest designers in LA, John Elliott, who just opened up a beautiful boutique in Soho, massive space, it's gorgeous. We were just there on Thursday. We are the only store in Jersey with his brand. Um, we have people that will come here from Germany just to shop because they know what we're about. It's, thank God, <laughs> that's all I can say. Listen, um, in prepping for this interview, I, I want to say I was so proud of you and proud to know you. And you, you have an amazing fan club of people in, in the city of Plainfield. About a year ago, there was an article about you in the newspaper. And I know you don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, but um, I'm trying to, uh, I think Tony Beverly posted it. And you had to see all the comments there. Um, about you and how proud your uh, hometown is of you and all your accomplishments, and they know what you're doing in in Somerville. So, so it's a great thing. Let's shift real quick to the pandemic. Um, Governor Murphy says shelter in place, and he's going to shut down non-essential businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you are face-to-face -face transactions. You are, um, you need people to, and you know, I started my career in downtown working in economic development, mm -hmm. um, businesses in central business districts, in the retail, when you're in a downtown, yeah. uh, not in a mall, but in a downtown, you're relying on that foot traffic walking in. And he's essentially saying because of, of this, disease or because of the yeah, is a disease because of this disease you have to shut down talk to me about how once again <laughs> you're you're kind of pivoting <laughs> yeah to get to where it is you need to be Ooh. when this first came on and you know no one wrote this in their business plan that hey you know, in, in this year, I'm there's going to be a, a pandemic and I'm going to have to do something. It's in no one's business plan. No one's. Mm -hmm. And me being old school, brick and mortar all the way, you know, do or die, brick and mortar guy, um, I was distraught. Mm -hmm. And I, I said to myself, uh, okay, maybe this will go on for a month. You know, month will be good. And just hearing from other people, oh, it might be three months, let alone we're still in it. Right. Um, but, you know, and 
hearing three months and all this negativity, I was besides myself. But fortunately, I was very fortunate to have Wicks. Can I can I mention them here? Yes, you can. Okay. You can. It's going, to, it's going to sound like an ad for them, but no, I was, <laughs> I was very fortunate, very blessed to, right before all of this happens, um, if I can say on the record, um, I'm a believer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and God will set you up for a miracle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you just trust him. Yep. Amen. Amen. <laughs> And right, probably about a year before this, you know, we were online, but to me it was secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we have an online presence, but I'm waiting because we have a whole vibe here at Evolve. Mm-hmm. People come in, you know, and this is when, when we went from music to fashion, I got to use that other lessons learned at Parsons mm-hmm. where it came in and I'm a professional personal stylist for entertainers, regular people, just everyone. They'll come in and go, Rand, you know what's coming. What do I need for this season? What do I need for the year? I need to change my closet out. You know, I need a makeover. So that's what we do differently than the mall stores. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll get to know someone and they'll come back every time. Oh, you know, I wore this. I got so many compliments. I, I mm-hmm. did this. Oh, my wife loves me more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes I, I was very distraught you know because i like you said i like that one-on-one getting to know people but wicks had come along and they saw what we were doing and the direction we were headed mm-hmm. so they were always asking us to beta test certain things okay so um you know and they're very competitive very smart business you know super bowl commercials you know they're huge mm-hmm. um I, I forget their value um I don't know if it's 500 million, but they're worldwide. I forget. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked lately. But they wanted us, we were the first store in the world to test their POS system. Mm, Okay. First store in the world. Okay. And they sent a team over to do the install. We had just completed that. And they wanted our feedback. So we were telling them, you know, they'd set up where um, you could buy online, pick up in stores, so make it Mm -hmm. easier for the locals to come in and all this was being done before COVID. Mm-hmm. And I had a, the old register system. So we weren't doing anything big with that. <laughs> so when we implemented this POS system, um, you know, we were building these relationships with the, the teams over at Wix and they're in Israel and the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and to this very day, I'm still talking to maybe about, five or six different teams over there still doing things with them and making things better. But then the pandemic hit. Mm. I went into panic mode, you know, sit, you know, you you were sitting home worrying, you know, Mm -hmm. always worrying, getting stressed out. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine and he said, Randy, you have an online business. Mm -hmm. Start pushing your online. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, that light switch went off and I'm like, yep. So instead of just, you know, coming to my store, coming to my store, it's like, no, no, no. We took all of our social media, which we guided everybody to, you know, everybody that walks in the door, hey, you're following on Instagram, you're following our Instagram. We push everybody to there because even though the algorithm is really bad now and and Instagram wants you to pay for everything. After we built the following, they didn't build right. the following, we did. Um, but we push everyone there. You know, we tell them, you know, make sure you're liking things because that way it will you'll help the algorithm, you know, so you'll get to see our posts. Um, but we started pushing that. And then, you know, when you could do curbside, we were shipping out orders. We were being that I live in town, I was able to mm-hmm. just walk to the store, sit here and still take in whatever deliveries I could get. So right. I was one of the few stores still getting goods because a lot of stores were just shut down, especially yeah. the big guys. They were all shut down. Right, right, all right. All my reps, hey, ship me, ship me. Whatever you got, just mm-hmm. ship it. So we were still getting goods. People were home wanting to shop. <laughs> so right. Then right. we just started shipping all over the country. 
So things really excelled for us and pushed us through. So one day, I am, you know, really thankful for Wix. So one day, in, and I talked to them at back then, probably at least two times a month, we'd get on a, mm -hmm. a virtual call. And I'm talking to them, just being very grateful, just humbly humbled and, and grateful, just thanking them when they say to me, and um, this is when all the uh, the protest marches, mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. everyone was watching the news, right? So I'm on the phone, just just being grateful. Thank you, you know, thank you, you know, you guys for everything you're doing. I'm getting through this very easily. You know, and anytime I'd had a problem with either the website or the POS system, they'd have it fixed instantly. Mm -hmm. Or if I needed another feature, they would just have it done. Um, <clears throat> so while I'm on the phone thanking them, they say, Rand, wait, just hold up a minute. You know, we appreciate everything you're saying, but let's continue that in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just pouring out my heart and you're telling me to put it on pause. <laughs> <laughs> About two weeks later, get another call. Ren, we're sending over a film crew, makeup artist, director, camera crew. Just do you and say thank you. Turned into this global commercial that they aired on 11 different networks globally. Over think over 11,000 spots globally. And they just put the store out there about exactly what we're doing now. Me telling how I pivoted from my brick and mortar to mm -hmm. online. And we're telling everyone to go out and let's pivot, go online. And even here, I was going around telling my fellow merchants, got to get online, got to get online, push your online, push your online. Right. So, so in that story, I, I read an article um, in prepping for today about a sneaker. I believe it was Adidas had a was in my in, in I was wrong about, but I wasn't wrong about Parsons. You just yeah. <laughs> um, in, in in a lot of worlds, you are an alum of Parsons. But yeah. there was a sneaker that was hard to get, and you had it, and because yeah. you had the online capability set mm -hmm. up you, it helped your business. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes, it was New Balance. Okay. Um, I'm still waiting for Adidas rather than chase some of these brands. I hear you listening. To us, because that way they get to play on by our rules. Their rules, Nike and Adidas, uh, to put it out there, are horrible behind the scenes. They're the worst companies to do business with because you got to take all their junk. <laughs> but I won't mm -hmm. go there. <laughs> I'll stay on script. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is your script, but go ahead. All right. We good. We good. Um, I guess during the, you know, I was still taking in these shipments. So I was getting all these exclusive drops from New Balance. And New Balance, I'm telling you, timing is just everything. New Balance was catching fire. Mm -hmm. You know, they used to be the old dad shoe. It wasn't cool to wear, but they were collabing with all the right influencers, all the right designers. So they were on fire and still are. So, and I became pretty good with my rep. So being that I was able to take things and they had goods at the time to get out, you know, rather than just leave them in the warehouse, they would ship to whoever could take it. We were taking everything. So we were getting these sneaker drops selling them out in five minutes through the online. Like we'd put it up, mm. boom, gone. Okay. Crazy. That that is um and, and one of the things that I that I hear over and over in your conversation without you saying it directly is relationships. Yes. Right. And and I have to say that um you are truly an introvert, right? I, I just even in I remember the DJ days. You had the big afro, yeah. and it was like, don't go up to the DJ table and mess with him because he's really not going to talk to you. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't because you were mean. You you are an introvert, but an introvert who builds relationships as a business owner. 
Yes. I mean, yes. as a friend too, you know, yes. that there too. But mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how important relationships are in times of turmoil. Mm -hmm. You I, talk a little, I, I really want you to, to bring that out about how important that is. It's key, especially in this business, probably in, in any business. Mm -hmm. It's key because there's going to come a time when you're going to need to cross a bridge. You're going to need a helping hand. So just those relationships are huge. Um, even like what we're doing now, right. you know, when we first met, you were in high school, I was a DJ. Look, right. we're still here loving each other, talking right. to each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I must say that I am uh, working really hard not to revert back to that little high school student <laughs> who loved hanging out in big sounds and going through the, I, I don't even know what they were called, but going through the the, the, the record bins, cells, the record bins, yeah. you know, trying to find my favorite, um, and I was trying to figure out how to work it in, but trying to find my favorite Prince record. I, um, for folks that know me both personally and professionally, they know I'm a huge Prince fan. Um, and I have to tell this story very quickly. I credit you for that. Um, Prince was hitting the airwaves and there was a book cover mm -hmm. and Big Sounds distributed the book cover at Plainfield High School. It was him with his big Afro. Uh, I think it was his the cover of his, you talk about artwork and covering of an album. It was the cover for his first album. And I think everyone my age, we became a fan because of that promo and that push out of him. Uh, because you were also dealing with someone who was an introvert, who yeah. <clears throat> they were struggling with how to get him out into the community. And it was primarily uh, girls uh, who thought he was very cute. And he sang in that falsetto voice. And um, for me and, and a lot of my friends, we were hooked for life. Uh, and we continue to be a Prince fan. So I thank you for that, for uh, your curator at Evolve Clothing now. But what you were for years was a cultivator of musical taste. And there are a lot of people. You also told me real quick, um, I didn't like hip hop that much. And I remember being in the Somerville store and you told me, check out Common. I think you're going to like Common. Check him out. And I did. And it, it kind of pulled me over into the uh, into the hip hop world. So you're you're at the top of the game with that. Um, I want to ask just a, just a, um, a few more questions. Um, sure. What are some of the lessons that you learned? Um, and, and you could stretch it out through your entire career in business, as well as the pandemic itself, because this this whole Mind Your Business series is is uh, Randy born out of wanting the NJRA wanting to help businesses. We want to help. We did help with money, mm -hmm. but we also want to help with the technical assistance so that as we shift out of this pandemic and there's a distinct possibility that it could happen again, right? Mm -hmm. This is the reality. So, so what lessons did you learn or have you learned throughout your career being an entrepreneur as well as in the pandemic that you want to share with those that are listening today? Always be open. Always be open for change. Always evolve. <laughs> I had to throw that plug in there. Absolutely. Shameless, but hard spent. <laughs> um, you just, you know, you can't put on blinders and expect to do business. I've seen many shops open up in town, only have one plan. You know, all your eggs in one basket probably going to lose every time when I first came to Somerville because you know in any business change is in, is inevitable mm -hmm. you may have competition that may come right on top of you um, many things could happen you just have to be ready it's kind of like a boxing match you know mm -hmm. when you're doing business you know you always got to duck and move you know you yeah. always have to be ready um, that's one thing I've learned throughout the years especially here in Somerville when we first came in, we were in music and a pager company. I'm really going to date myself. Yeah, we started a paging company. <laughs> you know, song, song beepers, repairing beepers, you know. This wasn't invented yet. <laughs> no. No. But, and we went from that. And because there were so many opportunities here in Somerville, 
uh, Plainfield, you had a, a, the downtown was great. You had a lot of different businesses. Everything you had department stores, you had mom and pop shops, restaurants. You had everything in Plainfield. But when we were there, um, mm -hmm. Somerville after the mall went up, downtown just flattened. Yeah. So, but with that happening, you know, here you have a dead downtown. But just because people tell you it's dead, it, that means it's loaded with opportunity. You know, mm -hmm. don't listen to the people. Mm -hmm. Go do you, which is what I believe. You know, we came in when the town was still thriving, but the mall mm -hmm. was up. The mall was killing the downtown. Businesses were going out left and right. And for me, my industry was changing. Mm -hmm. You know, pagers were changing to cell phones. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, CDs. No, I came in. Yeah, I came here in Somerville when the, there was no vinyl. It was mm -hmm. all CD and, and the cassette mm -hmm. was kind of phasing out and everything was right. going CD. But then streaming came in and again, it, it was time to pivot. It's like, okay, I got to keep a roof over my head. I like to eat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have to do something, mm -hmm. you know, and I couldn't get back into photography, but that's another long story. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what actually pushed me into doing my, my own business was that working for another company, you don't have full control over, you know, where you're going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it came to a time when it was like, you know what, I'm going to control my own destination and Come on. I'm going to fulfill my own dreams. I'm going to go out and really dive deep into my own business instead of looking for someone else to facilitate what I wanted to do with my life. So that gave me the opportunity to, to pivot. Um, so like I said, we went from pagers to cell phones, uh, technology wise with music, you know, when streaming started coming in. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I know fashion. There's no, New Jersey is not known for everyone was going to New York at the time for everything mm -hmm. wise. And we were just kind of overshadowed by New York in the fashion world. Yes. You know? Yes. Everything was New York. New York was the fashion capital, you know, with Paris, you know. Mm -hmm. We were just overshadowed all the time. So it was like, what can I bring here? I already had a place that I'm renting. I want to pay the rent. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And we rolled the store into it. Uh, it was actually when we started, it was a men's and women's fashion boutique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Half the store was women's. And we were really pushing that forward. Again, until we had... Uh, maybe it was seven years ago we had, and just so that I, like I, I would do anything for this town. Mm -hmm. Um, we had four women's boutique open up mm -hmm. and I said, look, I want you to survive, you know, here, this was my game plan with the women's, you know, I became again, building relationships with a, a new store that came in. I said, I can send my clientele to you because we are doing well with women's, but I want you to thrive here. Here's my women's clientele. Here's the brands I used to carry. Be successful. Wow. Not that they had to listen to me. Mm -hmm. They didn't <laughs> because having them all so close, you have to be that destination in this town in order to mm -hmm. succeed, which is what we are here. You know, um, they sold everything that the mall sold and a year later, all four of the boutiques were gone after a year. Didn't last a year in town. Um, wow. Yeah, so if anyone wants to open up a women's boutique in Somerville, I'll help you do it. <laughs> Don't get me no started, problem. Randy. I'm looking, <laughs> at, I'm, looking at the next, look, I'm looking at the next step. I'm looking at the next step. You know, and, and I, and I want to say in, in all of our conversations, um, in the conversations I've been involved in and taping for the podcast, mm -hmm. That's extraordinary to 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 be willing to share uh, your recipe for success, right? Thank you. And and throughout this, I've heard I've heard a recipe for success that's not necessarily you 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 have talked about uh, you talked about New Balance with the inventory. You talked about the designers that you connect and you work with. So you did talk about that a little bit. But um, by and large, what you've spoken more about to me 
is relationship connectivity and being open to change and that understanding in in the small business world change is uh it's inevitable it's going to happen and and it's going to happen quickly so i want to um i want to just ask two more questions um we're, we're still in a pandemic you know we were like you uh at the redevelopment authority we we when we uh, we got the same shutdown. We were definitely considered non-essential. Uh, and I remember saying to my staff, oh, we'll be back in three months, right? Yep. And we're, we continue to work. Let me Allow me to be clear. We never stopped working, mm-hmm. but physically in the same space, we're just getting back to that now because who knew that almost two years later, mm-hmm. we would still be in the midst of a pandemic. As we look, and, and now we see it's not just the Delta variant, it's other variants. Um, what other other steps are you taking to uh, insulate and continue the future success of Evolve Clothing as we look at the fact that we're still in a pandemic? Um, we talked about the point of sale, we talked about the online, but what other ideas are working in that incredible brain of yours uh, to sustain Evolve Clothing? Right now, we're pushing most of my time is towards our website. Okay. Because that's not going to end. That's our main artery mm-hmm. getting through this next phase. Um, we established it through what I would call phase one with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And now it's just building, leading people, getting, you know, we're still out finding new brands that people want that that we can get a hold of the more exclusive the better we just met with one on thursday we were in new york city and we were so thrilled after we saw the collection i i felt as you felt when you were coming in the music store finding mm-hmm. the new prince record <laughs> that's how i felt tuesday uh thursday going into this showroom which and i was kind of taken back because Sometimes you think, you know, we, we walk in, into the financial district in mm-hmm. New York City, and that's where the showroom was, where normally they're, they're midtown. You know, okay. they're, all, they're all just clustered together. And some of them are kind of, some are in Soho, but most of them are right there in midtown. Uh, is that 30, 38th and 39th Street? Mm-hmm. So you, you people that want to know where to go, just... <laughs> Who knows you can go around there? <laughs> You're playing a lot of brands. Um, but we were in the financial district, district and we were kind of like in awe, like our mouth dropped. Wow. We went into this luxury suite that they rented. <laughs> As I was, I, I walked in like, what? <laughs> Chandelier from ceiling to floor. It was unbelievable. You know, her mace. Uh, all the designer stores are right in the area, and we, we go up in the elevator. The hallways are, are, are draped. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like thinking, I'm a little Plainfield kid. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? I'm like, this is big time. You're big I'm like, time. I'm like we've, we've, we're breaking barriers like no store in, in jersey period carries this brand we're going to be the first to launch it you know i was just kind of taken back and was like wow but this will prepare us for phase two comes in heavy we're going to have these brands that everyone's chasing and everyone's looking for and we'll have our online and lately wix again has been tweaking me and i'm working with the team now to really build our seo on our website mm-hmm. so that we're competing with those top level stores that are are in the same circles that we're in. So we're, we're ready again in that boxing match. We're, <laughs> we're ducking and moving. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, so I, I, I want to say this in, in for the businesses that are listening, that are part of this. Um, and, and it, it does sound like a, um, like we're playing on words in terms of the name of the store, but I think you were intentional in naming the clothing gallery Evolve. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So if there's a lesson that you walk away with here, it's evolution. Yes. And you should always, always be evolving. Mm-hmm. And and Randy, I want to say this to you, and then I'm going to ask my last question. At, at the height of the pandemic, you know, mostly what the Redevelopment Authority does is we do that brick and mortar. We build the building and then the small business goes into it and we hand off to our sister agency, uh, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, to support that small business. And my staff came to me and they were like, Leslie, we have to do something. Right. And, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm like, I don't I don't see what we can do. And and thank God for them. Mm hmm that shifted me out of the comfort zone because out of that came and, and it, it, it was for the municipalities in our eligible cities. And we partnered with a couple of counties to run their program, but we did the small business lease emergency assistance grant program where we paid a business's rent. Mm-hmm. Right? And we went with businesses 5,000 square feet or less, uh, primarily in, in mostly urban uh, communities. But what it taught me and what I what I evolved to and how we pivoted as the redevelopment authority was small businesses are just as important to the redevelopment process as it is to build that brick and mortar. And if we don't focus on that, if we don't if we don't look at that, if that doesn't become a part of our arsenal, then we're not doing our job right. and we're not going to be effective post pandemic. So I think anyone who's coming out of the pandemic and is doing the same thing that they were doing before the pandemic, you really miss the boat on what's important and what it is that we need to do, which leads me to my wrap up question. Mm-hmm. The state of New Jersey has an entity like the New Jersey Redevelopment Authority. We have an entity like the New Jersey Economic Development Authority. And I want to say in this pandemic, uh, my my colleague and my friend, Tim Sullivan, we, we talked regularly about how we could effectively meet the needs of small business and, and government. And you can appreciate this. We never do. We never get it completely right. I just know that the businesses that we helped uh, and that he helped, uh, it made a difference. But as we shift, because we are we are right now looking at how we change how we put our financing out there, how we get funding, what kind of programs should we be thinking out about creating to meet the needs of the small business because they're critical to the lifeblood of New Jersey's economy. So true. We're the ones in the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, in the downtowns mm-hmm. that are looking for that foot traffic, looking for people to come out, trying to attract them, uh, trying to bring new sources, right. um, you know, hiring the locals mm-hmm. you know, and putting money directly back into the town. We're not feeding corporations or, or looking mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, dealing with numbers. We're, we're one-on-one, you know, in there with the people, um, just making things better. You know, Somerville, there are many towns you could probably name uh, that have beautiful downtowns mm-hmm. that people, uh, like we, we have a great, I'm going to, if you don't mind me doing a shout out, Go ahead. Um, our executive director here, Natalie Pinero, she's been amazing for the diversity that she's brung to the town, the artscape, it, it's just amazing work and has made Somerville that destination downtown that people not only that we're known for our restaurants Mm -hmm. um, but she's trying to bring in more retail and but we've become that destination where you're going to come to Somerville and spend a few hours here Mm -hmm. you know uh, with the installations she's done for Black History Month Pride Month um, Mm -hmm. our bike race uh, our downtown overall Um, you know it's just working together with these people again We'll take it back to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working together, you can really succeed and, and get things moving. So, so what can NJRA like as we're looking to reshift our policies? What can we do mm-hmm. to support and help the growth and development of small businesses throughout the state of New Jersey? Things like you, what you're doing now. Okay. Um, just talk to us. Um, 
here, you know, listen. All we need you to do is listen. Um, you know, it's a lot of times um, people in small towns may not know who you are. Right. So it's just going out and knocking on some doors and, and taking these tours and just listening. Um, people just want to be heard, especially in, in stressful times. You know, just being that ear to just listen to, to our needs and our wants. A lot of times that's more than money. Um, you know, where, you know, you got to go online, to, you know, you offer, okay, here, here's a grant for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's going to help for a month or two. But if you could let me talk to you mm-hmm. and you listen to me and then something comes about it, mm-hmm. that would mean much more to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. The grant would help pay my rent, <laughs> <laughs> which I'd love. <laughs> there's really no connection being made. Mm-hmm. So getting that opportunity to talk to you and, and any of your staff or, or anyone else, you know, around you would, would be great. So I think just going out and, and going to a few of those destinations, a few of those downtowns and, and just, just listening would be great. And I'm sure you do that now. <laughs> I mean, that's how we got together. That that is, uh, and you know, and and I I I want to say that, um, and kind of put the NJRM blast a little bit. We were trying to do this interview on a Wednesday at eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't work for any small business. Right. So, so for the the series that we did for small businesses. We shifted them to um, Sundays, mm-hmm. right? Which right. sometimes is unheard of in government that, you know, my staff, they're behind the scenes right now helping to tape this, but we're taping this on a Sunday because we realized that when we were, we were available, you weren't available. Mm-hmm. And that if we, we wanted you to be available because we wanted to hear what you had to say and we wanted you to be a part of it, we had to pivot we had to pivot and and I don't want to say meet you where you are because I think there's an elevation with this that goes along with this, but to understand your business model and how it works. And, and in government, a part of our role is to adjust who we are to fit your need. Mm-hmm. Yes. To fit your need, and and I hear you saying that. So uh, at the end of this, I'm going to say to my colleagues at uh, EDA, uh, I'm going to introduce you to them because I think they're they're doing a, a great job of looking to engage and pull small businesses in, and they're doing uh, roundtable talks with small businesses, and I think they need to talk to you. Thank you. You know, you're you're long, and 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 I'm biased. You're my friend. I am biased, right? But but I want to say to anyone who looks at that and goes, "Oh, they're friends." We didn't know, and 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 you can agree with this, Randy. We didn't know at seventeen. I don't remember the age difference with us, but we didn't know at the age we were that we would land here. No, not today. at all. Yep. We had no idea, right? So the relationship gets built at a time where we didn't know where we were going to end up. We didn't know how our lives were going to turn. And we are blessed and we are grateful that we're here. But I'm honored to know you and to have known you uh, when I was a teenager, to know you now and, and what you've done in the community. You've given people jobs. Yeah. You've given people jobs. You're creating a product out there that's consistent with your values and your principles. And I appreciate that, right? Because, you know, we're quick to jump onto Amazon, but, you know, and, and Amazon is nervous about you because now they got, I keep getting this thing on my phone about Amazon fashion. I'm like, I'm not buying clothes from Amazon. You know, I still want to, in, in that particular case, support the small business and get the unique design. Yes. That that makes sense for me because I hate walking in. You know me, Randy. I hate walking into places and see, you know, somebody has my dress on, but mm-hmm. but oh, they have yeah. my suit on. So I always want to be different. And and uh, you know, I I don't 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 stop at that. Just know that 
foundationally, Randy and I built careers for ourselves that took us in different directions, but at this moment in time, pulled us back together. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that relationship that when we were putting this podcast series together, I could reach out to my friend who happens to own a business in downtown Somerville and has thrived throughout their redevelopment renaissance. So uh, let's Let me interrupt and that. say that. You that can feeling, have the last word, my friend. <laughs> that feeling is so mutual. <laughs> the other day when I'm, I'm texting you and this didn't come up, but I'm also a, a council person here in Somerville. Mm -hmm. um, but just going to like my town administrator, mm -hmm. uh, the executive director and running around saying, I know Leslie Anderson. We grew up <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, what? I talk to you. <laughs> listen, listen. And, and you're saying, and I knew her. Yep. She was just a little snot-nosed kid running around Plainfield trying to get a, a DJ to do her party. So, yep. Look at you but, now. I'm, I'm, but, I'm honored. I really am. I'm equally honored. And if there's a lesson to come out of this, you never know. And that's why you you always and 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 you're the epitome of this, Randy. You always treat people with respect and kindness because you never know. Yeah. Thank you. You too. You never know when you're gonna see them again. And I, I wanna also say that's probably our generation, right? Because the people that we knew that we grew up with are doing fantastic things right now. We could probably do a whole podcast on. Uh, I grew up in Plainfield. If, if Ashley's listening, Ashley, that's my uh, personal podcast. I grew up in Plainfield. And um, talk about the great stories that are coming out of the city. Randy, it's heartfelt. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank we, you. We don't know how much I love and appreciate you. And I've learned a great deal about you in this process and prepping for this podcast and listening to you today. And, and the love and the respect has grown tremendously. Uh, in this short time that we've been together. And I truly, truly appreciate you. And I got to get, I just have to say it. Sorry, folks. I had to get mom over to the store so she can see you. Okay. Please. I promise. Please. I promise. I miss her. <laughs> I know. And she's here. So I'm going to get her over to see you. Thank okay. you so much, Randy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.